This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. I am your host, Ben Kirkowski, and today we are going to continue our NFC North Divisional Preview. Moving on to the team I consider as the third best team in the NFC North going into this upcoming season. And between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears, this was not an easy decision by any means. And I think my take on this is a lot different than many others might think. But I do believe that the Chicago Bears are just the third best team in the NFC North. And there's a huge argument to be made for that not to be true. I, I get that. They have made the playoffs three years in a row with Mitch Trubisky at QB. Imagine they just had anybody else there to help them win, and now they do with two new options at QB in Andy Dalton uh, or even rookie first-round pick who they traded up for in Justin Fields. This team is finally going to really be able to unleash just how good it can be because now they have a QB and the rest of the team around them to really make a run to win the NFC North, not just with a good de- good defense, but an offense that is actually consistent. And I hear people say that, and I hear different media outlets writing about how good the Bears could actually be. And as I look at this team's roster and some of the moves they made, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to argue that even though this Bears team finally moved on from Mitch Trubisky, this Bears team really didn't improve very much at all. I would argue that they have gotten worse. Starting with the QB position, as I think that's the biggest argument for the Bears to improve this season, let's look at the data to really see how much of an improvement the Bears have really made. Mitch Trubisky was consistently one of the lowest graded quarterbacks every single season, according to PFF. And it was definitely the right decision to move on from him. But with that decision, the Bears have made some terrible decisions in the process to try and upgrade at the QB position starting with trading for Nick Foles last offseason. The Bears management believed that Nick Foles had a real shot of beating out Mitch Trubisky to be the starting QB for the Bears last year, and that didn't work out at all. If anything, both of them were about the same in their production in running that Bears offense, but with that decision, the Bears messed up big time because they got rid of opportunities to really upgrade this team in other areas for the future. With that trade, not only did the Bears give up a fourth-round pick in this year's draft, a pick they could have tried to upgrade this team with in many other areas, but also it took on this huge Nick Foles contract. This season, the Bears are paying Nick Foles about $7 million to be their third-string quarterback, and they can't even cut him because if they do, they'll be charged immediately $12 million of dead cap space, not to mention the money they would still owe him about another $11 million in 2022 because with that trade, the Bears took on that huge uh, contract that he originally had signed with the Jaguars. So right away, the Bears tried to fix this QB position and were very short-sighted. And right now, the Bears are missing out on grabbing two, probably about two more quality starters with that money that, they that they're spending on uh, Nick Foles. They could have two more quality starters on this team right now and probably 
another with the money they will have spent in 2020, 2021, and 2022 on Nick Foles, which was just a huge mistake. Then the Bears made another move at the QB position to try and fill their huge hole at QB with Andy Dalton. With Mitch Trubisky gone, Nick Foles, who couldn't, and Nick Foles, who couldn't beat out Mitch Trubisky for the starting spot, the Bears thought, hey, why don't we add another average quarterback to the roster? And that will change everything. It won't, okay? Because here's the reality. Andy Dalton is an average quarterback, and he's really not that much better than Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, okay? Uh, in 2020, Mitch Trubisky had a 63.5 overall grade, according to PFF, passing grade. Nick Foles had a very similar grade of 66.5. Well, Andy Dalton had a very similar grade of 69.6. All three of these quarterbacks really weren't that different when it came to their production on the field on a play-to-play basis. So the Bears, with already having a below-average starting QB on the roster in Nick Foles, spent another $10 million to sign a quarterback who was pretty much the exact same. Again, wasting another $10 million. That's one big player they could have signed to really make this team a lot better. Just poor decision after poor decision when it came... And when it, when it comes to the QB position for the Bears. But even amidst both of these terrible, terrible decisions at the QB position, the Bears finally made up for their terrible efforts to fix the position to trade up and draft Justin Fields in the 2021 NFL Draft. And I love Justin Fields coming out. This was a guy who was being spoken of as the second QB to be drafted before the season happened. And if there were any prospects that truly suffered the most from the COVID season, it was Justin Fields of Ohio State because... Ohio State is part of the Big Ten, and the Big Ten was a conference that played very little of their season, which didn't give Justin Fields as much reps to really display just how good of a QB he could actually is and how good he really is. When you're looking for QB prospects, okay, what I look for are X-factor traits, things that make this guy special, things that make this guy unique compared to the other prospects, and Fields had that in multiple categories, okay? And one of those categories was accuracy. That's something that's very difficult to teach NFL quarterbacks, and he is, he, he has that more than almost any other quarterback coming out. It was more than any other quarterback coming out last year. There has almost never been a quarterback prospect, actually, who has been as accurate as Justin Fields, and then you combine that with another X-Factor trait, okay? He is one of the fastest true quarterback prospects to come out since Lamar Jackson, okay? Uh, he, this guy is incredibly talented, not only as a passer, but athletically as well. Uh, and I don't think Lamar Jackson really had that coming out of the draft. The way Justin Fields can throw a ball is much more talented than what Lamar Jackson th- can throw a ball. Yes, Justin Fields is not Lamar Jackson in a movement ad- agile way, but he does have very impressive athleticism. Okay. Uh, this guy, I think he's he's going to be legit with these two huge X-Factor tricks and three years of elite play at Ohio State, winning both as a passer and a runner at times. If the Packers honestly were actually trading Aaron Rodgers to Denver come draft at draft day, I was hoping that the Packers would draft Justin Fields because I liked him that much. I think he will prove a lot of people wrong with just how talented he can be. This was the right decision for the Bears, and I think it will be a big pain for the Packers now in the future. The problem is, the Bears now are paying three different people to be a starting QB for this team. If in 2019, they would have realized, hey, we want to just run with Mitch Trubisky, since nobody else we can get at this point is really a significant upgrade. And then during this offseason, they would have realized, hey, we want one of these QB prospects. We want Justin Fields. The Bears would be looking at about $25 million more in cap space 
not counting the money they spent last year actually on Nick Foles, but right now they'd have about $25 million more million in cap space, an extra fourth-round pick, and they would have been ready to allow Justin Fields to be the starting QB, and they would have designed everything around him. They could have kept this offensive line together. They could have still added depth in the draft. They could have added another real receiving weapon like Corey Davis or Will Fuller. They could have added another quality quarterback and safety to this team as well. There were so many moves that would have been possible. And they would have had the cap space to do it had they had a more futuristic approach and realized that they would have drafted a QB prospect like Justin Fields. If the Bears would have done that, made those moves, I might be picking them to win the NFC North right now, but they didn't. And here's the issue. Now that they have all three of these QBs on the roster, it's going to be hard for Justin Fields to really be ready to play because they're all going to be sharing reps. Not only that, but head coach Matt Nagy has continually stated that Andy Dalton is our guy, okay? And being too proud to go back on your decision and is going to keep Justin Fields off, off the field, okay? Justin Fields is their best chance to win, straight up. What, and what I think is going to happen, though, is as long as Andy Dalton is healthy, he will keep playing. The only way I really see Justin Fields playing is if Dalton gets hurt or just plays terrible. But he's a slightly below average QB. He probably won't play terrible enough to really take him out of the game. So the Bears probably are going to be just average this year because they are sticking with another average QB. And they wasted a lot of ways to upgrade this team because of a lack of being able to really think about the future. And I think another reason why the Bears may not decide to start Justin Fields is Matt Nagy and GM Ryan Pace are trying to keep their jobs. They are close to being fired. And if they can have Andy Dalton play the full season and the Bears don't look very good, Matt Nagy can just say, yeah, but Justin Fields, he needs a year to develop the same way Patrick Mahomes needed a year to develop because uh, Matt Nagy worked with Patrick Mahomes in that offense in Kansas City before coming to Chicago, okay? Um, Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's going to come in year two and we're going to go win a Super Bowl, okay? If he waits to play Justin Fields, he has the excuse that Justin Fields is going to be amazing. Don't fire me yet. I just wanted him to actually be ready to play. I didn't want him to have those deficiencies, those weaknesses come glaring and we don't get to fix them because he has to suit up right away. He has to play right away, okay? So there are a lot of things that are in the way of Justin Fields actually being able to help this team in year one and a lot of reasons why this Bears team might not be good enough because they wasted a lot of resources on both Andy Dalton and Nick Foles in the process. So now, moving past the quarterback position, There are other parts of this Bears team that do concern me moving forward. First, the offensive line. Last year, the Bears actually had a quality offensive line, but they lost both their starting left and right tackle over the offseason. Two guys who weren't amazing by any means, but they're solid, being the 30th, 37th best offensive tackles in the NFL last season. And quality offensive linemen, especially offensive tackles, are hard to find. Now, the Bears are going to have to try and replace both of them this offseason. One of the replacements will be Elijah Wilkinson, who has never started for the Bears um, due to injuries throughout his three-year career, but has uh, he's never started full-time for the Bears, I should say, due to injuries throughout his three-year career, but has never played during that time where he has played. He's never played even close to as well as either of the tackles the Bears lost. Last year at right tackle, Bobby Massey, who they lost in free agency, had a 72.6 overall grade. While Wilkinson, when he played as a replacement, he had just a 52.5 overall grade. So a huge downgrade at right tackle. While left tackle, 
The Bears traded up to replace Charles Leonard Jr. with rookie Tevin Jenkins in the second round of the NFL draft this year. Jenkins, he's a mauler, highly regarded among the draft community. He was considered kind of a steal in the second round. He got better and better every year in college, played an elite level in 2020 at right tackle. But even though that's the case, it's hard to come into the NFL and still play at that high of a level. With what I see as two downgrades at both of the offensive tackle positions, it's going to be tough for whoever is playing QB in this offense, especially if it's Justin Fields, uh, to be efficient as a passer, okay? Because this offensive line is just not going to be that good. You know, as you, even if you think about Justin Fields, the guy who should play, who should lift this offense up, um, some of his biggest flaws were slow processing speed, okay? He struggles under pressure. He took a lot of sacks from holding on to the ball too long. And when he did escape in the pocket, he struggled to throw, throw off platform at times, okay? So I think this weakness at offensive line, this downgrade at offensive line, is going to have a huge effect on the productivity of this entire Bears offense overall. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, there are some concerns as well. Starting with their secondary, that defense that led the Bears to the NFC Championship game three years ago started with just how good that secondary was. But that secondary has almost but completely changed at this point, okay? Do not think this Bears defense is the Bears defense of three years ago because it is not. At the safety position, Eddie Jackson, uh, his, his play has completely went downhill since Vic Fangio stopped running that defense and Adrian Amos came to play for the Packers. Last season, Eddie Jackson was simply just average. They did find a solid veteran to play safety, though in veteran Tashawn Gibson, but he had pretty much a career season last year, and he's on the wrong side of 30. I don't see him playing any better than he did last year. So Eddie Jackson, he's been downhill big time. Uh, Sean Gibson, he had a good year last year, but he's on the wrong side of 30. I don't see him playing as well as he did last year. So both of your safeties are bad, okay? And then at cornerback, you lost your number one cornerback in Kyle Fuller. You you cut him because you didn't have the money to spend to keep him because you literally paid three quarterbacks to be your starter this year, okay? Um, Kyle Fuller has played well for several seasons, and it's going to be hard to replace him, and they're trying to replace him with outdated veteran in Desmond Trufant, who was one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL last season. He's about to turn 30, which is never good at cornerback when you need speed, you need agility, um, and he was one of the worst. He was terrible, terrible. And then the other main cornerback spot the Bears uh, will actually hopefully find some improvement from is second-year cornerback Jalen Johnson, who as a rookie had a 56.9 coverage grade, which is pretty bad um, as a starter. And that was as the, as the number two guy in this defense, okay? Last season, Kyle Fuller was matching was the guy matching up against guys like Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay. Now Johnson is going to have to step into that role, and I see this secondary as a huge weak link, and I really think without a quality secondary, it's going to be hard to stay in games as opposing teams' offenses are going to light you up through the air. And that's what I see when I look at the secondary right now. And then the pass rush, still for the Bears, is is very good because you have the best pass rusher in the NFL in Khalil Mack. Okay, number one pass rusher easily. Okay, but the rest of the guys around Mack are getting older and just have not been the players they used to be. Defensive lineman Akeem Hicks play has gone downhill over the last two years. 
91.7 overall grade in 2018, 76.7 overall grade in 2019, 65.2 overall grade in 2020. Okay. Uh, they did sign Robert Quinn to be the edge rusher opposite Khalil Mack, but last year, <clears throat> in pretty much over the last five years, he's really just been an average player. He's almost 32 years old now, and so Robert Quinn is really not a good player. His play is not even average, really, to say the least. Um, and then they have Ed Golden, who hopefully they get some play back from him. He was a player who looked great in 2018. Then his play went down downhill big time in 2019, and he actually opted out in 2020. So it'll be up near how he will improve or what he will look like coming into this season. But this defensive line, other than Khalil Mack, it's, it's kind of a lot of question marks at this point. Uh, and then the linebackers, they are solid. They have Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith improving every year. Danny Trevathan next to him who's solid. But I think lots of people look at this Bears team and still believe it's the same defense it was back in 2018 when it was a championship caliber defense, one of the best in a very long time, but it's not. It is nearly, it's it's not nearly the same. The pass rush is simply just Khalil Mack all alone. The secondary is super below average, and the linebacker play is solid, but not game-changing. This defense can't win football games for you, because right now, the only true star this defense has is Khalil Mack. And if Mack is the only real threat an opposing offense has to worry about, teams can scheme their entire offensive attack around that one guy. So, and finally, the last thing I'll mention is just how poorly this franchise is being run when it comes to the salary cap. I mentioned already how much they are overspending by having three capable quarterbacks on this roster, all who are way below average players. Uh, at the moment, Justin Fields could be um, a above average good player in the NFL eventually. But also, the Bears team just makes other very just stupid financial decisions when it comes to free agency. They go out and sign tight end Jimmy Graham to a huge deal. He has a $10 million cap hit this year. And then last year, they also signed an average edge rusher, uh, who I mentioned, Robert Quinn, who's already 30 years old, to a five-year, $70 million contract. Why do you do that? He's already 30, okay? He's the highest-paid player on the team this year, if you don't count Allen Robinson's franchise tag. Not to mention, the Bears can't agree to a long-term contract with Allen Robinson, one of the top receivers in the NFL. That's just a mistake, playing him on the franchise tag like this. The franchise tag... Franchise tag is one of the worst things you can do financially for your football team. The Packers, I think, can totally destroy this Bears, the Bears this season. I think whoever is at QB for the Bears is going to struggle because of that offensive line, even with decent weapons offensively at receiver and running back. I just don't think Andy Dalton can make it happen, being behind such a bad offensive line. I think with the pass rush like the Packers have, it's going to be tough for the Bears to really throw the football well. I do think if Justin Fields is in the game and they form this offense around him, giving him the option to show off just how fast he is with that 4-4-4 speed, that could really do some damage on the Packers' defense and a weak linebacker group. That's the Bears' best chance to really make a difference offensively. De defensively, though, this Bears team is going to struggle. They don't have the secondary to really keep opposing teams below 25 points a game. Because of that, their offense is at times going to be behind in football games. And they're going to have to throw the football, and it's going to be obvious. And that's going to lead, again, to a weak offensive line, giving up too much pressure for the Bears. Games where the Bears' defense will win is when Khalil Mack can get one-on-one -on -one matchups. If the Bears can find a way to get Khalil Mack some one-on-one -on -one pass rush 
opportunities, that's when the Bears could really stay in football games. But I think a quality offensive coordinator and head coach can plan around just one player. And I think because of that, the Packers are going to put up a lot of points on this below-average secondary and throw for 300 yards through the air when we play the Bears this year. Bears fans would not agree with me, but this team is overrated. Unless Justin Fields plays, this team is the third-best team in the NFC North. And this is a team similar to the Lions that I believe is really three seasons away from being ready to compete again. This year, the Bears still have too much wasted money on players like Jimmy Graham, Robert Quinn, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. In the 2022 season, they will be missing out on their first-round pick, fourth-round pick from the Justin Fields trade, so they won't be able to rebuild through the draft as much. But in 2023, they... Oh, but in 2022, actually, um, they won't have to keep paying Andy Dalton, Jimmy Graham, and they can cut Nick Foles. Then finally, in 2023, they can cut Robert Quinn, who's getting paid way too much without much consequences. And finally, they will not be wasting so much money, and they will finally have a full amount of draft picks, which they haven't had for years. That's the spot. They should be circling on the calendar as the time they're going to be ready to compete. This is when we want to be set up for is the 2023 September. This is our season, okay? Because of the lack of draft capital and the two years leading up to it, um, the lack of financial, the money that they'll be wasting in the years prior to that, that's when they need to start competing, okay? And honestly, it might take a year to build and then 2024 might be the year to really go all in on the last two years of Justin Fields' rookie contract. So the Bears, even though they have a rookie QB that everybody wants, really have put themselves in a hole financially, while also losing out on most of their draft picks over the years, which makes it very hard to compete. And honestly, they could be truly wasting away most of the five years of the rookie wage scale for Justin Fields that could take them to the Super Bowl. This Bears team isn't bad by any means, but it's definitely overrated. I think it's going to struggle to have a winning record this season. As I go over their schedule, it's going to be hard to compete, okay? They're going to beat the Lions twice, the Raiders, maybe the Steelers, the Vikings once probably, the Giants and the Cardinals. But other than that, it's going to be tough. They play teams like the Bucks, the 49ers, the Packers twice, obviously, the Ravens, the Seahawks. I honestly see the Bears. I could see the Bears honestly going 6-11 and next season. And the worst part about it is that's easily a top 10 pick in next year's draft. But the, but the Bears traded away their first round pick next year and they won't be able to use it because they just traded that to the New York Giants and that's going to be a very hard pill to swallow next year. If the Bears hadn't overspent for players like Robert Quinn, Jimmy Graham, Nick Foles last offseason, they could have saved all that money. They probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. They could have traded up like three spots to get Justin Fields and missed out on like a third round pick. Still got Justin Fields. And then next year, uh, they could have had that top 10 pick to use, actually. Okay? And now they're going to miss out on that edge rusher who they so, so desperately desperately need opposite Khalil Mack or that true number one cornerback prospect or that top receiver to make this offense special because of all the moves they have made. Okay? They are missing out on that top 10 pick that they honestly could be awarded next year, but they're not going to because it's going to the New York Giants. This team had the potential to be special, but they got greedy. They didn't truly realize where their team were at, where their team was at as a team, 
and the next couple of years are going to be hard for Bears fans. But they do have potential to be special in a few years if they follow my plan. But for right now, I don't believe this is a team that Packers need to worry about as they try to get to the Super Bowl. So that's all we have today, folks. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes of Packers Now. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast, and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.